Stages of labor, hormones of birth, and timing contractions are not the most important or effective ways to learn about physiologic birth. And chances are, you've learned some of that, and you still have questions about what to expect from birth. And these questions linger because the sources that are teaching childbirth preparation are only offering facts about labor and birth created to enable the medical system to justify the use of interventions to speed up labor despite the injuries experienced by mothers and the disruptions to the mother-baby bonding. Before birth became a medical procedure that needed these guidelines and metrics, women were shown physiologic birth instead of charts and graphs and tables. Today, we have the benefit of merging traditional physiologic birth knowledge with what is useful from research and evidence And this has been the key to helping my students and clients avoid things like tears and traumatic birth injuries and go on to have fulfilling natural births. If natural birth is calling you, merging traditional physiologic birth with learning modern knowledge may be the answer to your lingering questions. And you can begin the journey of seeing physiologic birth with a free class that will introduce you to the three P's of physiologic birth that help my students and clients avoid tearing in only 15 minutes so you will know why you can trust your body to give birth without injury. After watching this 15-minute video, you will know what physiologic birth really is and why learning the stages of labor, lists of hormones, and cervical dilation rates is just not enough, the most common points in labor where tissue damage tends to occur, and how to use the three Ps of physiology to prevent the causes of tears or episiotomies. And you will learn the difference between being 10 centimeters and being ready to push. After seeing the physiology in this way, one of my students, Sarah, said, simply mind-blowing. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I want to share this with all of the birth professionals that I have ever met, as it is so clear to me now how we have all been missing the big picture. And Cassie said, I took four courses, and yours is the one I walked away with feeling the most empowered. Very specifically, the physiologic birth part where you show the slides of where baby is. Having known what baby does in that dance with the pictures, just let me trust the process so I never felt worried. So if you'd like to learn more about what Sarah and Cassie are talking about, you can get started with this very special and unique physiologic birth training for free at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash free class. I hope to see you there. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave one is not one who does not feel afraid, but one who conquers that fear. Nelson Mandela What are anxiety and fear about? Why do we have them? Do anxiety and fear play a role in our everyday life, and more specifically in natural birth? In today's episode, I want to take a deeper look into the big picture of fears and anxieties, Take a look at them from a few angles, and then I will share with you one shift you can make to lessen your anxiety about your upcoming home birth. So if you're ready, let's begin today's episode of the Journey to Home Birth podcast. Imagine transforming the anxiety, the worry, and uncertainty you have about your birth right now into the confidence and knowledge that will end everyone's questions about your natural birth and even have them asking you how you did it. Are you ready to stop imagining your wonderful birth and start preparing to experience it? Then you're in the right place. I'm Tristan, the creator of the Natural Birth Compass online childbirth education program. And I'm coming to your ears with perspectives of birth from across time and cultures to help you become more informed and confident in your birth. So grab your mug, fill it with your favorite tea, and let's begin the journey to birth. Anxiety as most of us experience at 
more or less healthy levels. Now, I'm not talking about experiences of anxiety that are beyond any variation of normal, what we might refer to as clinical levels of anxiety, which are beyond my scope. But we're talking here about anxiety that we would generally consider as normal levels that don't disrupt daily living. This kind of anxiety, it's an interesting emotion, or maybe response is another way to describe it. A response to things in the environment, things that may be real or only perceived. And it comes up frequently in pregnancy and birth, even for the most courageous home birther. But why is it there? And what should you do about it, if you should do anything? For most people, normal anxiety as we're talking about it here, it usually stems out of the emotion of fear. It can be fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of a bad outcome. But regardless of where that fear is coming from, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing or an emotion that you want to ignore or suppress. It can be quite the opposite, really. When we look deeper into the emotion of fear, there are a couple of ways human beings deal with it, as really is true of most of our emotions. In the Natural Birth Compass program, fear is associated with the direction of north, which also resonates with the season of winter and midnight on the sun cycle. It's the element of water. When you think about these energetics, winter, midnight, and the power of water, these are immense energies. And yet, they're difficult to grasp. Think about the expansiveness of the night sky, of the ocean, or trying to hold water in your hand. The energies that resonate with the north, which is where fear originates and anxiety originates, these energies and emotions, they can feel overwhelming if you lose yourself in them. So when it comes to fear around birth, you can let it debilitate you. You literally can become frozen in fear, unable to make a choice, unable to make a decision, unable to think rationally. And if you find yourself in this state, your ability to take action, which should be the next phase in the cycle, awakening from that slumber of winter in the north into the buzzing activity of spring in the east. But if you get stuck in fear, you can't take the actions that move you from healthy fear into healthy decision. Now, one reason you might become frozen in fear and stuck in that state of anxiety around your birth, and what's true for most people today is because we're so disconnected from nature's cycle, really disconnected from nature itself, but the most debilitating and prominent of all of these disconnections with the natural world is losing sight of nature's cycle. Now, this isn't the first, and it certainly won't be the last time that I talk about nature's cycle, because this cycle really is the beating heart of life. Every living thing follows this cycle, and in many, many ways. Which is why so many ancient studies of philosophy, of religion, of spirituality, they all have versions of this cycle. Every time I sit down to read some new philosophy or some new religious text, I see this cycle come through clear as day. Whether they've come to understand it from the cycles of the year through the seasons, or something that uses seasonal cycles like farming or gardening, or learning it from the monthly moon cycle or other astrological methods, or even looking at the cycle of a single day or a single breath, the open and close, that in and out motion that is the very beat of life for every living being. In some ways, this cycle has been honored and worshipped and celebrated in every religion or spiritual practice that has been known to human beings. And it's one of the core pillars of the natural birth compass approach that all my students learn, and most of them find it becomes a part of them. It's their second nature. It's actually like they've come home. So the most common cause of being frozen in fear and overwhelmed with anxiety about birth, whether it's you or 
somebody outside of you who's involved in your birth or even in your life, which could be your birth partner or a family member or even someone on your birth team sometimes. The most common cause of feeling these emotions, this intense fear and anxiety, is being disconnected from nature's cycle because that cycle is our constant guide. It's like the captain of a ship being at sea on a cloudy night without a compass, without charts. When the stars are out, the night is clear, they might be fine to navigate without any other guide because they know certain stars. But if the clouds come, they need another way to stay oriented. So when it comes to birth, if you become overwhelmed or someone on your team becomes overwhelmed with anxiety, it's like sailing without direction and without tools to help guide you. This is why it's so important to spend time connecting with nature's cycle every day so it becomes second nature, so you recognize when fear and anxiety come up right away before they're overwhelming, so you can be like a well-prepared captain who has tools of navigation all ready to go before the clouds roll in, so there is no stress, just a shift in how you're orienting yourself and your birth. So how do you do this? How do you become able to recognize and manage anxiety around birth? I think one of the most important things you can do, or shifts that you can make, the shift that we're going to focus on now, is to start transforming anxiety and fear into a healthier emotion that helps you navigate the birth cycle. And that emotion is curiosity. This all comes from the emotion-belief-action cycle that I teach my students and their birth partners in the Natural Birth Compass program, which is based on the fact that our emotions and beliefs, they produce our actions. So if you feel the emotion of fear or anxiety, and you believe that you can't go on or you can't birth your baby, your action might be to give up and to allow your birth team to take over your choices. And then your birth outcome is at the mercy of your team and what they believe, what emotions they have in regard to you and your birth. Being focused on anxiety around birth is so commonplace today that it's expected without question, and we try to just overcome it with things like affirmations or hypnosis. And these can be useful tools to a point, but if the anxiety and fear get too overwhelming, a lot of people find the affirmations and hypnosis just aren't enough if they haven't gone deeper and uncovered their actual fears and anxiety and learned how to deal with them. So if you think about it, anxiety is coming at everything with the what if mindset. What if something's wrong? What if I'm doing this wrong? What if something's wrong with my baby? What if I can't do this? Now let's see what shifting to curiosity looks like, how that reframes what if to what is. What is causing this anxiety? What is happening in this room? What is the state of everyone else in the room? What is something I can do to change my current state? What is it that I know about myself and my birth? What is it that I know about the natural cycle of birth? So when you know how to shift from anxiety to curiosity, if you feel the emotion of anxiety bubbling up, you start getting those what ifs, and if you're able to recognize it, then you can stop and get curious. You ask yourself where it's coming from, what does it mean, and what is it telling you? Then you can have control over the emotion-belief-action cycle. And this is powerful because no one else has to make decisions for you or has to take control for you. You can continue to navigate in your own power, with your own inner knowing guiding your choices. Choices that you're able to make because you didn't get overwhelmed and lost in the immensity that can become fear. And you can ask for advice or guidance from your team without having to worry about being influenced because you can take the information that you're given and be curious with it. So let's look at another example, not related to birth, but 
it might help you grasp this concept. Think about a young child who's scared of monsters under the bed. Maybe this was even you as a child or one of your own children. What happens when a child has a fear of monsters under the bed? What does a parent do? What did your parents do? Or what have you done for your children if you've dealt with this? As a parent, you'd sit and comfort your child. And then you get curious, right? You tell them, I'll look under the bed and see if anything's there. You show your child that there's no need to let fear overwhelm them. You can solve the concern right then and there by getting curious and taking the action of looking under the bed. And you will find there's no monster. And because you were curious with your child, they feel less anxious, less fearful, and they can go to sleep. And over time, they get brave enough to get curious themselves and check under their own bed for monsters. And eventually, the fear dissolves completely because they trust the inner knowing they now have that monsters are not under the bed. Now, of course, fears about birth are much more substantial than monsters under the bed. But if you've prepared in a way that teaches you to understand fears and beliefs and the emotion-belief action cycle, and if you've had an opportunity to learn the actual physiology of birth, something more accurate for home birth than the diluted physiology that we all learn today that's based on decades of manipulated and managed birth practices. And if you use the opportunity of getting curious during your time preparing for birth, you can form an emotion-belief action cycle that's based on birth as nature intended, full of insight into the perfection of the physiology and anatomy of a birthing woman and child, so you can more easily convert any fear into curiosity during birth, if fear comes up at all. And actually, this is another one of those core pillars of the natural birth compass approach, knowing the traditional physiology and anatomy of birth in a way that is natural and intuitive, that you can trust with your heart instead of memorizing in your head, because you won't be able to access things that you've memorized when you're actually going through labor. So let me give you one more example. Let's take a common example that actually does happen in birth this time. Waiting for labor to start, which is a very common concern for home birth as most home birth midwives have a very specific cutoff date for your labor to start because often after that date, they'll have to transfer care. So as the date of pregnancy nears maybe 39 weeks, then becomes 40 weeks, and maybe that becomes 41 weeks, and the pressure is on for labor to start, and that seeds the anxiety about getting labor started. The flood of questions of what do I do, people giving you suggestions of things to try, Will your labor start on time? The what if? What if labor doesn't start? What if I'm not able to go into labor? And all of the questions. When the reality is, nearly every time, if you have patience, babies will initiate labor and your body will respond when the time is right for your baby and your pregnancy, not per the pregnancy wheel. And if you're interested in understanding more about patience, there's actually an entire podcast episode dedicated to that on the Journey to Home Birth podcast. That was episode number 13, Waiting for Baby, the patience episode. So you can go check that one out if you want to understand more about patience and babies initiating labor in the time that's right for them. But because so many families are saturated with this message that they will have to transfer care after 41 or 42 weeks, this can build anxiety. And then you can become frozen in fear where you can't take actions. And that can leave you vulnerable to outsiders making choices for you, recommending induction techniques that maybe you don't need or you don't want, like castor oil. But if instead you're curious about the process and you know that it's your baby's choice to start birth, that castor oil might disrupt the timing of your baby's birth and could interfere with the unfolding of labor, 
If you're curious about what it means to let your baby's birth process and the timing of their birth be their own, then you might decide it's not time to take castor oil. Or you might check with your inner knowing and recognize that it is time. Maybe you know in your heart that you just need this jumpstart and that will open the way. There's not a universal right or wrong, only what's right or wrong for you in that moment. And that choice has to be yours, not one that was put upon you by a bunch of outside recommendations that triggered the what-ifs and caused you to take someone else's action out of anxiety or fear. When anxiety is overwhelming, it can cause us to take improper actions because we feel better when we're doing something. But curiosity is about observing, just being in the moment, often being quiet, being observant, noticing what we're meant to notice on all levels, through our senses, through our heart, through our inner knowing. This is being curious and breaking out of that cycle of anxiety or being frozen in fear. Just like looking under the bed for monsters, if fear of something in birth arises, if you take a moment to get curious and explore where the emotion's coming from, what you believe, you can find the answers you need to take the best action for you and your baby. And only you can do this for your birth. So often in home birth, families think it's the role of their birth team, of their midwife or their doula, to be like the parent looking under the bed. We think it's the birth team who should allay the fears and tell you what to do. But then your birth experience becomes theirs, and you have no way to control the anxieties of other people who are now feeling responsible for your birth. You can only transform fear and anxiety into curiosity for yourself. And if you are the one in control of the process, if you are in control of your transformation and your experience. So if you're a home birth family who wants to be in control of your own birth, you have to commit to being responsible for identifying your fears, for exploring your anxieties, and learning how to turn fear and anxiety into curiosity. This is what keeps your birth in your control because you choose the actions that you take and the choices you make. When you have done this and you know how to identify anxiety and transform it into curiosity, then you can use your birth team as advisors for birth that you can turn to for information and for their experience because ultimately you will know what to do with the information you receive. You can take what's helpful for you and leave what isn't meant for you. So let's just take a moment here to summarize. Anxiety and fear, these are emotions that come up on the emotion cycle associated with the north, with the expanse of midnight and the depths of winter. And if you let them overtake you, you can literally become frozen in fear and lose control of your actions and your decisions. The most common cause of this is the disconnection from nature and nature's cycle that is so common today as we've shifted from a nature-based living to a technological-based living. Nature cycle is the guide to the birth cycle. They are one and the same, the one cycle that penetrates everything that has been celebrated and honored throughout human history. Studying nature cycle, reharmonizing with it, and learning from it how to transform anxiety and fear into curiosity, transforming the what-ifs into seeing the what-is underlying the cause of anxiety. This is the most important shift to make, to change your emotion-belief-action cycle from one based in fear to one based in curiosity, and ultimately confident decision-making, so you can make your decisions and take actions based on what's right for you, and not just because someone else told you what to do, or because it's just the way it's been done for decades, because that's not helpful, and it's not the answers that most holistic home birthers are looking for today. The answers are already in you if you get curious enough to search them out. 
So start learning how to get curious. Don't be afraid to explore your anxieties and claim your choices and actions in your birth. And with Nature's Cycle by your side, you will always have your guide. So I hope this shift in perspective about anxieties and fears has been helpful and given you some other ways to think about these emotions and how we use our emotions and beliefs to help us take action and make decisions, especially when it comes to something as significant as your birth. So until next time, wishing you a wonderful journey to home birth. Thank you for listening and being open to new perspectives as we spend this time together. As always, let me know how I can support your journey. If you have topics you want to hear about, guests you'd like to hear from, questions or comments to share, let me know. This podcast is always transforming and you can help shape it into something that helps thousands of families have the best pregnancy, birth, and transition into parenthood possible by leaving a comment or a review or sharing this podcast with others in your life who will benefit from our discussions. Find me on the socials at Natural Birth Compass or email me at info at naturalbirthcompass.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Wishing you a wonderful journey to birth.